Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello? Look, I'm going to level with you. I have my own things to deal with. After all, we are about to crash. Have a lovely landing. The Orphans, an original cinematic audio drama, is now available. And now, The Orphans Facility, an exciting new prequel series. Catch up with Season 1 with new episodes of Facility coming bi-weekly. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology, if it's geeky, We've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. I'm Nikki. I'm Boar. And I'm John. And before we hit the nerd topics of the day, well, let's catch up with everybody. Uh, elephant in the room, but not literally an elephant. In fact, a human being. Nikki, it's been Hi. a dog's age since you've been here. It really has. That's seven years. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, no, it's been forever. It's been a really long time. Um, yeah. What happened? Where'd you go? I got really shitty hours at work. Oh. That's what happened. I thought maybe you got sucked into a vortex and went on, you know, adventures in a parallel universe or... That would have been so awesome and I wish I could tell that story and I could probably make one up if I really thought about it. Yeah, go. I went into, like, Planet X. Okay, never mind. Oh. Oh, Nibiru? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no, I've I've been working a lot. I've just been uh, hanging out pretty much still doing all the same things you know uh playing heroes of the storm and uh other things the only things i'd say were new is i've seen a few movies out like infinity war i got to go to a sports event which seems like not really on topic but <laughs> let me tell you the tampa bay lightning is awesome for hockey because they have tesla coils I've heard about this. Yes. And it is amazing. Anytime they shoot a goal, and even like the intro, there are two Tesla coils that will just go off and shoot out sparks of electricity and lightning. And it is the most exciting, quote unquote, like, you know, thing. I I got so pumped for it. It was so exciting Okay, so for as me. I, I haven't seen pictures of this, but as I understand it, there's, there's the two Tesla coils are coming from the ceiling. Yes. Above the rink. Yes. How big are they? Um... Honestly, because they're so high up, I'm not entirely sure what it would be like to be right next to them. But they seem smaller, maybe, in person. But the electricity coming off of it still goes out quite a ways. It covers rows of seats. Um, 
I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's so you know those like little balls where you just put your fingers on it. It's it's I'm pretty aware. much just one of those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's so it's, a Vantagraph generator. Probably potentially. <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking about different balls. I'm sorry, Boar. Shadow but, balls. Shadow ah, balls. Ah, gyrate them. But no, I it it was so fun. It, but they were they were large. I would say probably one would be about at least three to four feet wide. At least, if not more, but I have a really terrible sense of size. <laughs> yeah, especially since you were holding out like a six foot I'm, arm span. I'm only five three foot four. three, so I highly doubt my arm span is <laughs> six foot. <laughs> but no, it, it was, I thought it was pretty dope. Um, I've always wanted to go to the hockey games specifically for the Tesla coils, and I finally got to experience them. So I, that was pretty exciting. That for is me. pretty rad. Yeah. Other than that, not a whole lot's new. I've just missed you guys a whole lot. We so. miss you too. I mean, I see you daily. Yeah, that's a new development, actually. Um, much like the popular porn site, we live together. You guys live together, but not like the popular <laughs> porn site. Are you guys familiar with that pornogra- pornographic website? We live I together? I am not. No. I have missed out on this, apparently. <laughs> Tell us more. Oh, it's great. Um, it's a, it's, it's a, a, a website where... Um, Blonde white girls are like, oh my god, we live together, so they make out and have sex with each other. Oh no, I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now, what what I what I enjoy about this website, which is very little, and also I haven't been on it in maybe a decade, um, <laughs> is that is that it's Does all it even exist it, anymore. I don't know. It's but it, but it was at the very least was all shot and filmed in my hometown of Fort Lauderdale. So in all the establishing scenes, because there's a, there's you know the illusion of a story of like these girls are out and then they meet another girl and oh my god we live together so then they go back to their generic apartment and have sex however in the beginning they'll be like oh look they're at Las Olas Riverfront or oh look they're at that little beach store oh they're fucking in that little beach store I know that little <laughs> beach store <laughs> damn so yeah. you know that's a that's a way to tour Fort Lauderdale <laughs> have you ever run yes, into I any of them I mean several things like that around here <laughs> yeah moving in with Bora has been a lot of fun but i can't say it's been quite on that level yet mm-hmm. no uh <laughs> Ooh, she said yet retract <laughs> 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 a little bit no no it'll, when you both bleach your hair that'll be when when i become when the, a blonde <laughs> yeah, when, oh, you're, shit. when you're both blonde you won't be able to help it <laughs> apparently <laughs> and tan like. you're blonde and tan can't can't keep your hands <laughs> off each other, um, but probably probably not. You guys are both very respectful individuals, right? With a friendship I'm that mostly, is ironclad. I mostly yes. just scare her all the time. That's, that's the <laughs> like thing. like like spaghetti, like spooking her, like. What? And, and well, I'm extremely quiet, <laughs> and she doesn't notice things. So it's like sort of a, a combo that's really really no. It's <laughs> I am so stressed out. So much because this guy, he'll just come into a room. He's so quiet and stealthy, and I don't know he's there. And every morning, afternoon, and night, it doesn't matter what the situation is or what I am doing. He's just like, hi. And then I scream or jump (laughs) or just turn my head with this death glare like you just scared the crap out of me. Yeah, <laughs> and in my defense, I haven't figured out a way to not scare her. <laughs> I, I've tried making noise first, and like what noise? one, one you time I no tried noise. to meow, that didn't work. What, what if you wear a little collar with a bell on it? That see, we actually discussed <laughs> that what yesterday. Yeah, I think we talked about that literally yesterday. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you need a bell. This is what needs to happen. 
Or mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you need more cowbell. May- there, may- always. <laughs> yeah. There's always room for more cowbell. But she's never scared me. So there's that. Well, wait, maybe once. See, I think, I think one time you did. There was one time where I thought I'd at least scare him because I was scared and I screamed try, bloody murder. <laughs> and frankly, I was hoping I would wake him up because if for some reason I made that same noise because I was being murdered and not being attacked. How, how by- often do the cops come out to the house? <laughs> Never, but I, I recently was attacked by a giant lizard, and I didn't know it was a lizard when it was coming at my face. It just happened so quickly, and I just screamed. Now, of- would you say this lizard was about six or seven foot tall? <laughs> <laughs> it may have uh, been in the government. It retreated down into the sewage system. But, yeah, no, living with boar has been a lot of fun. Wait, so you screamed, and I did or did not? You did not wake up. You did not come in. Ch- and I mean, I, I, it was very loud. It was, you know, very okay, shriek like, okay. which is shocking I, because I you I, are a light sleeper. I sir. think I did probably wake up, mm-hmm. but you scream while died. playing Heroes of the Storm quite often. I, I yell. There's valid reasons for that. I yell. When I play yeah, Heroes so if, of I, the Storm, if I hear I loud scream, if I hear and shriek, exclamations of any kind coming from your room. That don't repeat, I will just assume that you are playing video games. <laughs> I mean, that was accurate. Luckily, it, you know, it was, it was just a lizard and I was hoping I didn't wake you. But then after hoping I didn't wake you, I was kind of like wondering like, dude, if I just got murdered right now, it would be a bad day. Hey, man, I sleep through fire alarms, you know. Oh, no. It, it, <laughs> well, that's not good. Sometimes in your sleep, you're asleep. No, I'm the type that'll wake up from pretty much anything. If two dishes touch each other on the far end of the house, I'm like, I'm up. I know. What was that? Yeah. Yeah, usually you're a very light sleeper, but... But I also don't run out and be like, what the fuck are you doing? So, you know, like, that's... that's Even my friends on headset thought I was being murdered (laughs) by this lizard that jumped in my face while I was reaching for my cat. So this is at night. There's yeah. a lizard. It was like three in the morning. I got home at two. I It's three now. I'm playing Hots, Heroes of the Storm. My cat, my new kitten. I got a new cat in this time. Marvel. Um, Yes. And she was acting weird. So I was like, what's going on? And I leaned down to pick the little baby up. And then next thing I know, this gigantic, very heavy, massive lizard jumps at my face i'm not afraid of lizards however when it's un is the lizard okay yes okay after it knocked a bunch of like it was so big it knocked stuff off of my desk however everything it went to it jumped onto and with its weight and force it knocked a was couple it things over. an iguana was it an anole <laughs> like it was smaller than an iguana but it was not your typical like lizard this thing was about like maybe five inches long uh-huh wow and potentially weighed half a pound i don't know okay maybe i don't maybe not half a pound but it was it seemed, the infamous curl tail i felt was it, it on my body other lizards just kind of crawl on me and i don't was feel it them fat? This, was it a very it, wide it was, lizard yes it was very fat it was lighter shiny though it wasn't like were the scales like glistening i, I didn't notice did glistening. they glisten i didn't notice glistening <laughs> no okay i don't know I, I thought it I was just imagined Falcor <laughs> when I see glistening wait, on. I thought, so okay, I was I was like, wait, the luck dragon? Like, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. I always so, think yeah. of the toothpaste because from he had shiny scales. <laughs> he loved his glisten. <sighs> so it's been a fun ride. <laughs> Long story short, <laughs> it's it's been fun. 
But uh, during this time, I know you've started hormone replacement therapy. And I I have not seen you since. Yeah, it's been a long time. How has all that been going? It's going all right. Uh, It's something we haven't talked about on the show yet, actually. I'm uh, two months in on that. And um, yeah, it's it's good. Um, (laughs) Long story short, not a lot of significant changes. So um, for listeners who aren't aware, like... um, I mean, it's not. I don't bring up being a trans person on the show often, but that's a factor. Yeah. So I decided to start hormone replacement therapy, uh, not to pivot myself fully into presenting as a woman, um, but to maintain being non-binary and to physically be a non-binary entity. Yeah, I thought that would be. I mean, I when I when I had the thought of like, oh no, I could do that. I'd be like, oh man, I'm actually like. I'd be realizing my ideal self as like some like the in between that I am internally, externally. Cool. That's awesome. And in the 21st century, we can do that. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> right. And and that's been a lot of fun. Um, okay. Uh, I sh- I say I suppose that's a weird way to say it actually, but I mean it's been it's been you know it's cool that I'm doing it, but so far like changes have been minimal. Um, okay. I'm happy to talk about them. I caution anyone listening that they can get ever so slightly intimate, but like, you know, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm very intrigued. I'm happy to educate and inform. I would love that. Okay. Um well, in terms of asking how things are going so far, um the way the way it works when you get hormone replacement therapy is you have to uh see a psychiatrist mm-hmm. and they maintain, you know, like they they determine whether or not you are actually in need of this or or whatever um and fortunately in orlando we have a really amazing place called two spirit and they are an all-in-one psychiatric office and also doctor's office so they can handle both aspects of the queer experience whatever it may be and they're an incredible resource so i got seen by the psychiatrist there the psychiatrist wrote the obligatory letter sent it up to the doctors upstairs the doctors got me my pills and all this took about a week um okay and uh, I can, I'm also going to be getting laser hair removal there because that's one of the things that uh, the hormone replacement doesn't do is if you have grown, if you're biologically male, uh, you're transitioning, but you've grown facial hair, you can't take that back unless right. you get those lasers or um, the other one. But apparently I'm a good candidate for lasers. Perfect. Which is, Sorry, I mean, you, you can your laser your beard off. Light. Uh. It, it when it when it grows in it's dark enough. I was actually like they're like no, you're actually an ideal candidate for this treatment. So huh. I am shocked. I'd almost consider getting that just so I could wear face masks easier. Well, I mean, it is like if you I if you don't problems. if you don't like <laughs> you have John, you have great <laughs> problems. You have legendary problems. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> if if you don't like to have a scruffy face or you don't plan on ever having a beard, then you know, in the long run, laser hair removal is going to save you money. So hmm. and there's always hmm. there's always Groupons for even it. with the Dollar Shave Club, probably. Okay, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, granted, that is dirt cheap, but you know, probably <laughs> eventually, sooner or later, you got to shave your whole life after time. You know, if, if it makes anyone feel better, I am a f- like born like genetic female or whatever, and I still have facial hair I have to deal with. Mm. So I mean, yeah, you could go to this place and get your face lasered. I. 
yeah, probably. might like to, <laughs> to be honest with you. They have uh, incredible rates, like really, like probably the best in town. Really? Let's make okay. an appointment. You can go for that and maybe they can laser some hair onto me. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. We can trade these. <laughs> well, um, nice. hormone replacement therapy, I, I don't have any uh, hair loss, but if I, if I did or had any propensity towards that, it would cease that. Mm-hmm. I might get I, my hairline has ever so slightly receded. I might get it back. Maybe there's a lot of maybes and ifs. Right. And one of the things that was described to me about the process is like or it's something you see a lot is people talk about a second puberty and not just in terms of body development, but emotionally speaking. And that hasn't happened with me at all, wow. which is cool. Um, and I feel like and I don't know I don't know if this is like a sensitive topic at all, but. It was sort of inferred to me that because I'd been living as an out trans person for like about six years now, that the that this transition would not be particularly stark or startling, and I would not be using this as my gateway to becoming myself and expressing myself emotionally, right. and therefore, I might not have that experience. Like, maybe it's actually kind of a placebo thing. I don't know if that's true, hmm. and I know hmm. that this experience varies heavily person from person to person because it is all chemical in nature right and you know or alchemical in nature (laughs) yeah (laughs) sure i mean i don't know how i'm i don't know what my starting estrogen levels were to begin with um but i i have kind of a ghetto booty so like i mean maybe they're high or maybe that's just where my fat deposits is that the proper medical term i think so yeah i believe it uh it's called gbs ghetto booty syndrome okay (laughs) yeah yeah, I mean, you know, if you want if you want to hear an ass clap, I can make that happen. <laughs> I'd like to see that. You I'm had okay. plenty of random people hollering at you when they drove by, and then we're like, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a status quo. And then if quo. you don't holler back, will, will you be, be able to be like, I'm not a holler back girl? Is that... Is that that's, a, that's accurate, yes. Okay. Um, so effects so far, two months in, um, no morning wood. I only get erections when I want them, which okay. is cool. That sounds nice. How do you, <laughs> I didn't realize. How do I sign up not, for that? <laughs> well, I guess like, I, I suppose it's funny. Like penises are weird things and everybody uses them differently and everybody reacts differently to things. But right, like I'm, I paint with mine. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, you put a toothbrush in the front of it. No, a paintbrush. Well, or a toothbrush if you're trying to get that sp- certain kind of stroke. I do both. And then you, and, and then you, you know. Think really hard. I mean, if I'm brushing my teeth, obviously that's where it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, your paintings are beautiful. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) And you, you are an artiste. Thank you. Um, (laughs) But um, where was I? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Penises. So I, I actually didn't. There's, there's apparently we, we did a whole episode about dicks by listener request years and years ago on Nerdy Show. But apparently there's still stuff to be learned. Like I didn't know, for example, that, um, that morning wood is your the way that your body, um, keeps the muscle in working order. So, um, potentially, if I say didn't want to use my penis then I would it would start to diminish in size and girth and so on. That's oh. not the case, but it beca- it literally becomes use it or lose it. Hmm. Is it like that for everybody? What do you mean? I mean, like, if I don't use mine, will I lose it? Yeah, except that your body will likely, Naturally as far as I know, it'll, it'll turn on somewhere in the morning times. Okay. So you don't have to, you know, you don't have to worry about it. 
Oh, okay. So I have an automatic maintenance mode is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. And See, I, I always yeah. wondered about Morningwood. <laughs> like, I was always so curious. I'm like, why does this happen to the majority of males? Like, I just didn't understand. It's kind of like a power on self-test. <laughs> you know? Just like a computer. You know, just, it's got to check all, everything out. I can't relate out. personally. So these are just things I wonder mm-hmm. about, but never ask like, hey, what were you dreaming about? You know, or things like that. Like, I'm just like, it probably has nothing to do with it, but I never understood Puppies. that it was in <laughs> yeah, That right? is not the answer that I wanted. My parents divorced. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually really interesting to know. Like, it's just your body's way of naturally keeping it going. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, so there's that. And then also a more recent development is that my nipples are sensitive for the first time in my life. Um, I don't have that. They were, they were like, I don't know. They were not an erogenous zone for me now. And there's like more going on there now. There's like, there's the, 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 if you touch them, there's like a, there's a muscle mass developing mm-hmm. therein and they're sore. Like, like, oh. like a pubescent okay. soreness. No, I got that. Um, and I understand it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't have that right Check. now. Check. Got that. <laughs> I understand. That. Done deal. <laughs> Next symptom. This is like WebMD. <laughs> We're just going to go down the list. What oh, else do I got? I got cancer. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Um, fun fact. Uh, my risks of breast cancer do not necessarily increase, but um, it's not really like a thing still. I still have a lower chance than anybody else. Mm-hmm. However, my family seems pretty prone to it. So, okay. but it should, it's, you know, it's probably fine. There comes a point in every person transitioning where, wherein you get enough of a boob that you want to get your boobs checked out. Right. Um, so that's going to, I have people check out my boobs, you know, just, and they're not anything. Right. Behind the sizzler. Though. Is yeah. that something yeah. you're looking forward to? Because again, you're talking about binary. Are you like, would you, is that something you would like to have? Is boobs? If, if I didn't want boobs, I would definitely not be doing this. <laughs> okay, because for me, I'm like, I would love to not have boobs. Mm. You know, like, I'm not saying, like, boobs aren't cool, I guess, but it's just like, for me, I'm like, I don't know, that's just never, I've never understood why girls enjoy their stuff. It's, it's, this is, okay, so... Again, this is probably going to be weird for a lot of people, or, or it's, it's weird for me, definitely, because I don't typically talk about this stuff on Nerdy Show. We have we have pop culture topics to attend to. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not the focus. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Like, um, but uh, I didn't. I I never connected with like thinking like, oh yeah, like there was plenty of like conventionally female things that I was drawn to that like throughout my entire life that were focal points for me in mm-hmm. this regard. But it was never like, oh, I I want to need to emotionally am drawn towards the premise of having breasts right um but more recently when i I had like this this whole new threshold of like sort of discovering myself um on a spiritual level in a lot of ways and and that was a component of it like i became aware sort of of it's a it's a long story that i'll spare everybody but like i kind of became aware of of this the in-betweenness that i that i actually like connect with the most and um that just seemed it's for the first time it seemed right and i was like yeah no this is like i've always said like yeah you know it's like i'm i'm non-binary like i'm i'm pretty feminine but like you know i don't want boobs or anything but then i realized that was just sort of it was a crutch you know there's there's other things going on and and celebrating this in-betweenness is something that i think is really uh significant it seems 
when I when I think about it, like as a as a premise of like being able to actualize that in myself, I think well that sounds like you know if I had a if you told me as a teenager, and this is this is something I've gone back to a lot. If you told me as a teenager, you can take some pills and you can become something else. Mm-hmm. I'd and and like you know specifically like a lizard. Like, Just be honest. <laughs> like like you, you can you can become this half step between male and female. You can you can physically be who you are inside. I'd be like. Oh hell, I got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like so right. but like that magic trick is real, you know? Like when I was growing up, I thought the only way for like a man to become a woman was a bunch of really invasive surgeries. Right. And and I I didn't know a lot of people didn't know. Maybe doctors didn't even know. I don't know. I'm actually not even sure when hormone replacement therapy as we know it today really developed like on the scene. Clearly people have been doing it for a long time. Just look at like amazing trans folks like Wendy Carlos, the composer of the Tron score, like She's she was doing it a long time ago. So I don't, I don't know. I don't, and I don't you know ahead of the game. Yeah, very much so. Um, but these these are the same the pills I'm on are the same pills that people take for like menopause. Um, I take mm. a testosterone blocker and then I take an estrogen pill. Okay. Uh, Spiro is the testosterone blocker and estradiol is the the um the estrogen pill. And uh, so that's that. And it's going to be a, a long process. But you know throughout this process, I'll get some degree of breast. Uh, I will, my body hair will either, it'll it'll diminish, it'll lighten in color, there'll probably be less of it, it'll probably, I, hopefully it will achieve like a female body type normal. Yeah. Um, and if not, then I might consider laser hair removal, but that, that's, that's an expense that I need, I need to get some more money for before I even consider it for my face. Um, and... I mean, a lot of this is aesthetics. This is me living a charmed life, really. Like, and I'm very, I'm really, very self aware of that. I was fine before, but like, this is me being like, well, why the hell not? My insurance covers this stuff, so I don't know if my insurance company knows. Like, oh, hey, this person's totally using it for right. for this. Um, we're 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 only granting like discounts because we think that these are only for menopause. I don't know, like, but I do know that the the discount is real and they're affordable, and so I'm. I, I can do it, so I'm gonna do it, and I'm happy with doing it. And so far, it's been a good experience. That's awesome. I'm very glad you found this, and it's going well for you. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's my, that's my long story. <laughs> very nice. I'm glad you know we get to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Boar? Oh, uh, we already did me, didn't we? Did we do me? No. Not really. I mean, we know that you didn't hear a scream in, at night. Oh yeah, that see that was my update. He didn't oh. come in when I was being <laughs> murdered by <laughs> Lizardo. Lizards. Okay, in the future, just say my name, <laughs> so I know that you require me. <laughs> I just remember one time I and I mean I shouldn't have said the word, but I just I screamed like you dumb whore or something like that. I just screamed the word whore <laughs> and Boar comes out of his room he's like what what and I'm See? like why it are works. you here I'm like why did you come out and he goes didn't you just say my name and I'm like I screamed whore but hi Boar <laughs> see you get results that way <laughs> yeah. even if I think that you screamed something akin to my name it was close it's yeah. close and it's nice to know that when I scream whore um, you answer well uh what, one of the things that uh, I did, uh, Nikki and I went and saw Infinity War in 40X. Oh, I also saw Infinity War, but not in 40X. What? I had no idea 40X existed. Oh, you didn't know it existed? Existed? Shit. Shit. Fuck. I fucked it up. <laughs> Go again. John, have you seen it? No. Do you want to see not. it? I'm missing like 
a whole bunch of movies at this point, which mm-hmm. I understand are imperative to being able to watch it at all. You need to see Thor and Black Panther. That will help. Yeah, Otherwise, I imagine it would. I made sure I saw the Iron Men's and them, you know, other Ameri- the films. American Captain films. Do you? No, Guardians? no, I'm missing some of those. Oh, those are really important too. Yeah, that's the problem. I think that was actually where it started. Like, I think I missed the second Avengers movie. Oh, well, that's that's hot garbage. <laughs> you don't need to worry yeah, about that that's one. That's my whole point. Like, I missed one, and it was just a cascade of failures. Did yep. they have uh, Scarlet Witch in the first one? That was in the second. Uh, right. So I, yeah, I mean, look, realistically, yes, John does need to watch Age of Ultron, but also, I don't want John to have to watch Age of Ultron because it sucks. <laughs> and, like, and unfortunately... If John watched this film, then he'd just have to think, okay, so I don't... Everything I know about Scarlet Witch and Vision, I know from the comic books. And I'm guessing based on John's experience, John, you probably don't know anything about those characters, right? I know the name. <laughs> yeah. That, see, and, that, and that, this is this is the, the tragic flaw with... This is actually one of the biggest problems with the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, including Infinity War, is these characters are both cool characters... They've, they're very important characters. They're mm-hmm. treated as very important characters, but they are completely underserviced by these films. So you don't really have a good chance of knowing jack shit about them. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because they're cool. True. But, over- but but seeing it in 40X, you get punched in the kidneys and, uh-huh. and they, they blow freezing air at you through the entire movie. I wasn't. Okay. So I knew <laughs> I would be sprayed in the face with air. I knew if like there was some kind of weather happening that the weather would happen around you, including potential snow and fire and smells and sound and things like and that. And bubbles. And bubbles. Well, snow. There was snow in this one. There, I don't think it- there was bubbles. Not there, even when there were there, bubbles in the film? No. Right. Yeah, I, no, I, I don't didn't think, see bubbles. Unless, yeah, unless it just wasn't where we were sitting. But one thing I was not expecting until it happened was getting punched in the back. <laughs> like, I had no idea. Yeah, and in multiple different spots, too. Like, I just wasn't ready for the physical contact. Yeah, there's a difference between getting thrown against a wall and, like, a kidney punched. And because things it'll, that felt it'll, like they were crawling up your legs. Like, whoop. Yeah. It was nuts. Sorry. Yeah. No, don't be sorry. And seeing a movie becomes a literally exhausting experience. Oh, no. I'm ADD, and it's a three-hour movie, and with all of it happening, honestly, three hours just wasn't enough, where usually by the third hour, I'm, like, done, where this was like, no, more. Like I, It was very exciting for me. Yeah, my experience with it is that it's the only way that I could conceivably ever enjoy the experience of watching a Fast and the Furious film. <laughs> I have still never seen a Fast and the Furious film. The only way to do it is 4DX. I, now I know. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it'll be thrilling. You'll be like, this is like a theme park ride for two hours. Yes. Holy cow. It was actually worth the price. And it's expensive. Um, so that, that's all. I'm, uh, how, so how was seeing this film? It's not a, a cerebral film by any means, but um, a film that you probably wanted to pay attention to. Yeah. What's it like seeing? That was actually my second viewing because I had seen oh. it uh, a few several days before. I saw it on opening night. So, um, yeah, I, I just saw it again this time in 4DX. Uh, the first time I saw it in completely 2D. Um, but uh, What's it like seeing a film that you want, you care about what's happening on the screen, unlike Fast and the Furious, where I don't really care at all? Um, it's good. But also with 4DX. 4DX isn't too distracting. Yeah. Like it usually just adds to your immersion level in, mm-hmm. in what's going on because... Uh, like there's a couple of scenes where things flash really bright and then they flash on the sides of the theater also. And 
Uh, I think the only part where it's distracting is when they start blowing too much wind on you during a, a, a quiet so scene. Mm. Like there's a couple scenes where they were talking quietly and you're trying to focus on like this emotional moment that's going on. And it's just like, whoosh, just blowing <laughs> this freezing cold air on you. And I think if I had to give them a tip on how to make the experience way better would be is... If something blows up and there's just balls of fire everywhere, maybe don't blow cold air. Maybe mm. blow some hot air. Work work some hot air in there and, and maybe cut down on the wind when they're showing a spaceship fly by in space. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the audio already doesn't make sense, but now there's wind? Like, come on, please. I mean, really? It's just solar wind. Right? <laughs> yeah, right? it's it's, it's radioactive solar wind. Yeah. Yes. But other than that, you know, seeing something in 40X is, is pretty fun. I, I think I told you around Christmas I took my grandma to see the uh, the new Star Wars movie in 40X, and I was like... Uh, do tell, because I'm not sure you did. And if, <laughs> Oh, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I didn't even know about this. Yeah, well, um, we, we were going we to go see the new Star Wars movie, like, right after it came out, mm. and I was like, well, we might as well go see it in 40X. And then... Uh, my grandma was like, I explained it to her beforehand, and I was like, are you sure you're going to want to watch it this way? Because, you know, it's going to be like a couple-hour movie, like, ride. And and she was like, no, that sounds great. And after, <laughs> after like, the first two minutes, like, because that movie, uh, the newest Star Wars movie, like, opens up pretty intense. Like, there's some space battles and stuff, like, right away. And, you know, the chairs got up, and they started moving around, and it started blowing wind at us and stuff. And I was like, oh, no. She's... She's probably going to walk out like any second now. Like I, I can't imagine her sitting through the entire movie, but like a trooper, she stayed through the whole thing. Did and, she enjoy she, it? She said she liked it and that <laughs> she was very glad that she was able to do it at least once. Nice. And I'm pretty sure she went back home and, and bragged to uh, all my cousins <laughs> that she got to do it. That's awesome. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, I'm, but, I'm, I may actually see Solo in 40X. Yeah, that may that may happen. Tickets oh, that might purchased. make it tolerable. It oh. might also be good. It looks know. good. I'm actually pretty excited about it. I'm um, it's weird for me to see characters I'm familiar like, or I'm sorry, not characters, but actors I am mm. familiar with being in a Star Wars film. I'm so used to like when you go into Star Wars, they've always used people who weren't really. Well known. You might notice a person here. Or they or there. stick Gwendolyn Christie in a tin can and kill her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for the like, but the, <laughs> but this movie coming out, like literally, I I know every single main character. Yeah, I recognize them, and for that reason, it's a little off putting from the trailer. But I'm also just yeah. It looks like they threw a Star bunch Wars. of money at it. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Is that sarcasm? No. No. I mean, they got big name actors and oh. all, all the, the CG and effects look great. Yeah. Uh, I just, I think in the back of my mind, I'm still pissed that they're rehashing all of this um, Galactic Civil War era stuff. And they're not just going back to like the Old Republic or something more interesting with Star Wars. Hey, g- give it a hot minute. Um, uh, for those of you who aren't following our Star Wars podcast, State of the Empire, we'll, we're all but certain that the um, uh, the show that's being done by the Game of Thrones showrunners is the Old Republic. 
It's, oh. it's a series. Actually, it's not a show. It's a series of films. It's a, a series of films of an undetermined number oh. that had strong illusions that it would take place in a time period um, and that was never seen before. So, yeah, I think... I think it's going to be the older public. <laughs> I really, really hope so. Hmm. But um, yeah, I actually have like, there's a lot of reasons to not want this Han Solo film and Lord knows I didn't want it. But uh, now that it's actually happening and there's no take backsies on it, <laughs> it, um, I think there's a- it actually is going to end up being pretty fun and I could be wrong and I'm embracing myself for that possibility. But even with all the drama that's unfolded, um, much of it overhyped and overblown by anonymous sources who don't have any right to talk about these things, that, that the rumors that have been spread around, I think it's going to be good, actually. Nice. I don't know. The only thing I'm worried about is that they're just going to give us an unnecessary backstory. Like, they'll just be like, oh, well, uh, I'm going to win the Millennium Falcon in this year game of poker. And then they're going to be like, oh, then let's use it to smuggle during the Kessel Run. And so how many parsecs it is to just, you know. I mean, I can confirm that, yes, both those things are going to happen. <sighs> I, yeah, see, and that's sort they of They haven't disappointed me, me yet with any of the new films they put out besides episodes one through three like i'm talking like the new films that have been coming out have yeah they've been good they've i love them Mm -hmm. so the fact that they're coming out with another quote-unquote a star wars story i i don't know i just feel like so far they've done a lot of justice to i just can't get over in my head why if somebody you know if Somebody else goes and sees it and says, "Because and Han say, Solo like, had so many cool this. adventures, I'm yeah. actually kind of excited to see like what kind of crazy crap he did yeah. beforehand." And of course, this is where, it, according to the trailers, he's meeting Chewbacca mm-hmm. and things like that, and that's when they start oh, yeah, their the whole. Other, like, I don't know. I'm really excited has to save Chewbacca's life. Oh yeah, no, every, like literally every story you've ever heard about Han Solo prior to the events of A New Hope is going to be in this movie. And Ooh. that is a that is a damn shame that they're going to cram it all in there. Just L- one movie. Well, he signed on for 3. But Oh no. Um so there's going to okay. But maybe provisionally. That's based on su- the success of this risk that they're taking. Um but it still looks good in spite of all that. It, I is mean, the next movie going to be called Duo? <laughs> <laughs> good one. Nice. I don't. I don't know. I mean, the third one's going to be called Trio. On State of the Empire, we actually been speculating for a while now that, uh, that based on the the significant problems that have taken place with all the spinoff films so far, the standalones that they're going to do away with the a Star Wars story branding altogether, which is why they've announced a new trilogy set in a different time period by Ryan Johnson. They've announced a new, a new series of films set in an undetermined time period from the Game of Thrones creators. And then also there's a live-action Star Wars television show being showrun by Jon Favreau on Disney's new streaming service that is going to be in another time period completely. We're not sure they're going to continue to do a la carte films the way they were kind of you know suggesting that there's going to be the saga films. There's going to be these standalone films, and that's our deal. Now they're like trilogy series, trilogy series. That's the thing. So who knows? I have a question. Yes. You, using math, uh, could you extrapolate how far into the future it's going to be before Star Wars has more content to watch than Star Trek? A long goddamn time. But uh, it already does have two full television series under its belt. So maybe not so long. Okay. And, but 
It just seems like the way they're going. It could get to that point. Oh, sure. I'm Absolutely. assuming they're going to be animated like they have done with their other series prior. Or do you think they're live the, action? The John Favreau television series is live action. There is also an animated series called Star Wars Resistance coming out this fall on Disney XD, which is show run by Dave Filoni. So the same team who did Rebels is also doing Star Wars Resistance, which takes place just before The Force Awakens and is about Poe Dameron and all of his pals. Oh, and is hopefully also going to establish just exactly what are the First Order, just exactly what do they want, and all those nagging questions that we don't know about the main villains of this new fucking yeah. saga. <laughs> yeah, where did, where did they come from? Like, <laughs> Yeah, all these novels, and still, it's so cryptic. Boy, you didn't have a plan, did you? Oh, you didn't? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> well. Um, like, what was Snoke? What was Snoke? What the hell was well, that? there are theories out there. Tons of YouTube video theories that i have sure. delved very dark and well but, but as the into. last film so so plainly stated fuck us for having any expectations yeah, yeah right. <laughs> whatever you've thought of whatever you conceived in your mind just uh, throw that just, shit away he's just a guy whatever and, and you know and, and on top of all that you're a garbage person for even wondering thanks movie <laughs> <laughs> anyhow bore you like the idea of vr but yeah. I do, but I really, so far, really, really do. Not a lot of positive experiences. You bought an HTC C Vive. It wasn't. It wasn't good for you. You got better than twenty twenty vision, and you were like, mm-hmm. "This is pedestrian screen door. I hate it." Yep. Go fuck yourself, computer. But John West is a big VR hound. If that's a phrase, Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> John, can we get a little VR hound howl for you from you? I... <laughs> Shit, I don't have a Vocaloid on to digitize. My <laughs> you don't need to digitize the howl. that's what it sounds like that sounded like a digital chicken (laughs) oh there you go it's it's a cross between a wolf howl and a dial-up modem so perfect (laughs) i'm gonna go with digital chicken (laughs) basically a murloc was pretty on point (laughs) (laughs) anyhow you've bought the newest version of the htc vive and brought it up to orlando and Bohr got to try it out what's the verdict well, um, it's supposedly 70-some percent better, right, John, as far as the something resolution like goes? Something like 73 or something. Some silly percentage. Yeah, so the screen door effect was reduced a little bit, um, but the most annoying thing in the Vive Pro was that the god rays were still there, so like everything just kind of has this these blurry lines coming off of them. Like... Like when you're looking through sunglasses and you get hit with a bright light and, okay. and it sheens across the light because ultimately light is hitting lenses and the lenses are in front of your eyes. Okay. And so that's the, that's the lens, the literal lens through which you're perceiving the virtual world. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, John, but that's a lot of it has to do with the fact that the lenses have these concentric circles on the back of them. Yeah, they're Fresnel lenses. It's because the problem is, is that as you like, you know, actually change where your eye is and look to the left or look to the right it's changing everything about how it has to basically show light into the eye and so it's going from a two-dimensional screen and sort of simulating a three-dimensional space by hitting this uh fresnel lens so and i hate it that's where you wind up with some of these artifacts i mean in addition to that though there's the whole ipd problem the interpupillary distance the distance between the eyes and I feel like in your case, that probably insinuated that a bit. But the god rays are definitely still there. And they're going to be there until they manage to get 
away from they need to create a whole new they, yeah it's a whole new piece of hardware that they need to design in order to circumvent that. yeah i mean possibly using like literally next gen metamaterial lenses to achieve it so you know we'll see i mean unless they got some other secret sauce in the pipeline now also i haven't really talked about this but i did get uh the google daydream headset uh to go along with the new phone that i got only some phone, uh, Android phones are even capable of using the, the Daydream headset. I don't know why, honestly. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Because um, you just slide I, your phone in it. And then... Yeah, you put your phone in it, and, and it's very similar to Google Cardboard, except for they have sort of like that loading in zone that a Vive has where you're kind of like in, in like a waiting room, and mm-hmm. then you've got, you can select where you want to go next. And it, it's it like comes the with... high-end cardboard. Yeah, it's like the high-end cardboard that it has like a little motion controller that has some touch controls and stuff like that. Um, and I think that the experience with that is almost on par with the original Vive, maybe actually a little bit above that. It's somewhere in between the original and the Pro as far mm-hmm. as the screen door effect goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, since I think that is similar enough that I don't see a point in upgrading to a Vive. I mean, I know that the Vive is capable of playing a lot more games. Right. I guess, so, so what you'd say right now is that is that this new vibe is significantly better than what you experienced before, but still not but where you I'm not ready it. to throw my money at it. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm still hopeful. And I think in another generation or two, it'll finally be good enough for me. You'll, yeah, you'll in t- a generation or two, the screen door simply won't exist. Whether or not the God <laughs> rays are still there is another matter entirely. You yeah. also played a game called like accounting or something. Is that a thing? What, what was the game you played? <laughs> what, what was it called? John accounting. Plus, I think it or? was actually literally called just accounting yeah why, why would you want to play a game called accounting what is it oh it's, it's better than just playing excel <laughs> it's a it's a crazy game uh when you first load into it you are in this normal looking office room and a phone rings and it's like hey go go grab the the cartridge for accounting software out of the uh out of the desk over there and uh and and, and put it into the slot and so you you have to fumble around the office and try to find this cartridge you put it in the slot and then you pick up uh vr goggles and you put them on in while you're in vr (laughs) and after you put those on then it goes into like the loading screen again (laughs) like you're in the vr waiting room and then it loads up like a different little world and and it ends up not being accounting and so it's they're like oh well that that's a mistake um yeah and then they try to 
walk you through getting out of there or something like a phone rings and you pick it up and this they're like hey like yeah sorry inception. uh that wasn't accounting um we don't know how yeah, to get you out there yet probably the better description and so you start interacting with the world and it seemed like every level you had to find another vr headset to put on to keep going <laughs> oh deeper um, but justin roiland is involved in this game and in the first level like the first time you put on your vr headset there's like this little white guy sticking out of a tree and it's justin roiland's voice just saying fuck you like repeatedly <laughs> oh my God. so like the whole first level he's just berating you like hey what are you doing get out of here fuck you get out of here hey you yeah fuck you and <laughs> that's pretty much the only reason why i wanted to play it i'm so sad i missed out on this yeah it's really then- hard to describe almost anything that happens or the specifics of any of the characters in that game it's just like i don't even know what's happening i i, I seem to have murdered somebody i don't know yeah, I got stuck on I, a, here? I got stuck on a level and I just kind of said fuck it, I'm done with this game. Uh there was a level where you just there's this xylophone that's made out of two skeletons and they're they're like you pick up you pick up these two bones on the floor and then you the the skeletons are just like, "Oh, play us, play us, hit hit the bones." And then like you start hitting the bones and then like playing xylophone music and they're like oh yeah oh yeah play the bones play the bones and then after a while you just get sick of it and you just drop the bones and they're like no come on play the bones play oh why aren't you playing the bones oh (laughs) and i don't know if i was supposed to come up with some sort of a musical note combo to like get out of there or something but i couldn't figure it out and i was just like fuck it i'm done with this and then i played the rick and morty game for a while I know I beat that game, but I have no idea what the hell it even took to get there. You know, it's hmm. been a while. Wow. Oh, that I game. forgot in that bones level, uh, there was also a compartment that you could open and then there was like acid inside of it. And then you pick up the acid and I was pouring it over those two skeleton heads that were talking to me about playing their bones. And they were just like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, ah. <laughs> like for some reason, they loved the acid. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, then that I got, sounds and then so I got good. a little skeeved out, and then and then I yeah I stopped. <laughs> Interesting. John strapped me into the new Skyrim VR, and that was uh that was pretty wild. I had a visceral experience. Um, I was wandering through this uh, let's call it a keep. I don't know. There was a there was a a woman who was like, I was in this coven, and uh, turns out they wanted me to do a human sacrifice, and I didn't want to, so I started some shit and things got real fucked up please help and i'm like oh, all right and like this this coven is it's it's dark human sacrifice dark of course so there's like i it's like so run of the mill i played <laughs> i played skyrim a little bit but it happened the game came out when things were quite busy for me and i i mean i hardly scratched the surface i've devoured fallout 4 but these came out at different times. I never backpedaled. So I didn't know things about Skyrim. Like, I didn't know there are gigantic spiders in that game, which is not my mm-hmm. my cup of tea at all. And um, so this place is full of spiders of varying sizes. And I'm at this point, it was pretty late at night. I'm tired. I'm sort of like crouching. I'm crouched on the, on the ground. You can walk around in the game, but then also you use this weird, it's a very weird control setup that if I described it with my words, wouldn't make any sense. So I won't break your brain with that. But anyway, it's got a weird control you scheme. You mean my D-pad controller? 
Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's not you move on the the wand and you go in that direction. It's not like a normal controller. It's like a normal controller, but it's not. I don't understand. I don't want to get it. It breaks my brain even using it. You, it there's a learning curve. You get used to it. It's very useful, but it's very strange. Anyway, so um, so there's it's these my spiders. <laughs> cool. It's good. It's good. It makes you first. You have a little bit of a headache, and then you get used to it. Um, but there's these spiders, and I'm like, oh, I hate this, and then. My cat moves against my leg, and I was like, "Ah, <laughs> visceral oh. freak out! Not great." <laughs> so yeah, it's no. just them X D box or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just the the immersion of the twenty first century. No big deal. I'm just getting chills just thinking about that. Harry spiders, Harry cat. No, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. You should have figured out how to crouch. That triggers the stealth mode. I was crouching. It didn't matter. It just mean it meant it was eye height with all eight of their eyes. Not great. <laughs> Not awesome. I think they actually have more than eight, though. Um, hey, let's circle back to Infinity War. Um, and we're not going to spoil anything. I'm going to go check that out. Just, just some impressions. I think it was really, really good. I was surprised by how good it was. I feel it was it was nearing a level of quality comparable to Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings films. I I agree. Again, usually three hours of my time. I've always said, like, if a movie's three hours, chances are I will not see it unless it is Lord of the Rings. So going, getting myself, like, put in, like, going to see this movie, I was just like, I'm going to fall asleep during it. I'm going to do something else. Like, even though, yes, I was in 4D, there was so much that they went through. And, like, there were so many stories and places and characters I wasn't bored for a second and the amount of action and I don't know. I agree. Like it was kind of there for me. Every gripe I have with Marvel films was not present in this movie. All the fight scenes were really well choreographed. They all had gravity. They were all stakes. They all ha- took place in interesting environments and not featureless voids. Um, and the comedy was well earned in all scenes. I never felt like, oh, guys, stop piling it on. Stop trying to like stop ruining good scenes with your obsessive need to tell a joke. Um, and in spite of the fact that it had a kerjillion characters, there was so much gravity to every scene all the time. Yes. It was just shocking that they were able to do this. Yeah. It seems like an impossible task. Yeah. How about you, Bor? What do you think? I I agree with everything that you said. I, I loved it a lot. Uh, I've been telling everybody, I'm not going to even tell you how I feel. Just go see it. um because feelings might give things away for this movie Um, it's a complicated film to talk about it is a complicated film to talk about and not spoil so uh one thing i did figure out this last time i watched it though is the character wong Mm. uh who's like dr strange's wizard wizarded assistant friend or whatever i was listening to his voice the last time i watched it and i finally made the connection that he played a character on the it crowd Oh, he was he was prime in the countdown episode. So if you've ever watched, whoa, if you've ever watched IT crowd, there's an episode where they they go through countdown and he's got like this Morpheus type character that, you know, guides him through the the underground of countdown. That's amazing. And I figured out that it's Wong from Infinity War and Doctor Strange. Wow, that's so cool. (laughs) I had no idea. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Huh. 
Before we go on, before we go on, I would like to point out to everyone that this program and all the programs on the Nerdy Show Network are entirely listener-supported. We rely on you 100%. Please do head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow, where we have a ton of bonus content for you and all kinds of ways to interact with us. Even a dollar a month makes a huge difference and helps make sure that not just this show, but all the shows in the Nerdy Show Network are kept afloat by your hard-earned dollars, help us cover utility costs, rent, running this studio is not cheap by any means, and also production money goes towards editing and so on for the RPG audio dramas that are in the wings coming later this year, like Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program Season 2, and uh, starring uh, most of the people on this episode, and uh, also um, Star Wreck. And if you don't got any cash, that's okay. Then please head to iTunes and give us a rating or a review. It's actually been quite a while since we've had one. We don't have any to read from neither iTunes nor Podchaser. So you should totally do that because it's been a while. Have you not done it ever? Have you not left a review on Podchaser in a while? Podchaser where you can review specific episodes, not just series. You should do it. Do it and we'll read it on the show. Say something funny. Say, say something mean. I don't know, but like we'll read it. So do, okay? Thanks. That was good so words. So do. I like them. <laughs> Best words. Yes. <laughs> Sad. Hey, John, how'd you feel about some expected science with John? As opposed to unexpected. Well, I suppose it's a surprise. It's not a surprise. If you're on the episode, there's an inevitability of it. Well, to be fair, I also talk about the technologies and the various permutations of hell coming upon us. Uh-huh. Yeah, well that's all, you know, that's all part of the package. That's part of the science package. When you when you buy the science crate in the mail, you also get the technology and you get the um cleansing fire of uh the inevitable future holocaust. Mhm. I see. You know, where uh where all existence as we know it uh uh erupts in in solar flares and and all kinds of horrible stuff. So, yeah, what you got for us? What's new? <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, we're basically in a cyber dystopia, as you all know. Yes, of course. We are in the midst of uh, a cyberpunk dystopia, yes. And uh, by that same way, the FBI has admitted that they were actually attacked by a drone swarm while they were trying to set up for reconnaissance. Whose drone swarm? Uh, I would imagine the criminals' drone swarm that they were trying to look at in the first place. Now, this was a hostage situation, right? There was a hostage situation yeah. that was foiled by drone storm? Effectively, they were going to try to actually get eyes on the target and uh, drone swarm. All of a sudden, they lose contact with what the hell is going on because so, they're so basically just a blind bunch of them. quadcopters flew at them, or what? What exactly? Yeah, were... can you imagine? Basically, I mean, they didn't go into too much detail because they consider it to be, I guess you could say, classified, right? But uh, can you imagine if you put like razor blades on one of those things? Was this here in the United States? Yep. Huh. What, was it definitively in the United States? I mean, obviously the FBI was running it, but it doesn't necessarily mean, like, I mean, it could have been... No, it's not 100%, but, I mean, it seems highly likely. There's a huge amount of drones here. The FBI largely operates within the confines of the United States. I think the CIA probably would be more likely to be far afield. But, mm. yeah. It would yep. be fun if it was the CIA that was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> they have been known to have a rivalry of a because kind. Of lack of communication between the two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't tell them. God. Don't don't tell them it was our drone swarm. Damn it. 
Oh shit, the FBI is coming again. Damn it. Send out the drone swarm. Get out of here. So, and the presence of drone swarms impeding law enforcement suggests to me that then there's going to be the implementation of localized EMP pulses to disable said drone swarms or something along those lines. You know, what are the they countermeasures? They already have a bunch of stuff to do that, though, because effectively they have jammers that basically completely obliterate that spectrum. Just like, is, okay, so are we talking like, like fruit preserves or are we talking about like fish in the Grateful Dead? What kind no, of no, jam are we talking about? They're giving them the raspberry. Oh, nobody. I'd love the raspberry. I, quite frankly, you can give me the raspberry whenever you want. I'll gobble that shit up. Oh, I thought you were talking about the. <laughs> oh, that too. That, that kind. Give me more. <laughs> just I'll, I'll get a real bassy speaker, put it between my legs, and you just go at it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, you know, you have that, of course, and that's obviously pretty cyberpunk. And then you have lightning strikes disabling um, brain implants, causing them to turn off in people's heads. What kind of brain implants are we talking about? Well, I mean, to be fair, there's actually numerous types of brain implants. Uh, some of them have been used to treat extreme depression, uh, Parkinson's shakes, uh, tremors. Par- I mean, all sorts of bizarre- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a spinoff of Parkinson's. It's where you turn into an adorable bear. That's a Paddington's, actually. Sorry, that's a Paddington's. Uh- Come on down to Parkinson's shakes. <laughs> We've got... Strawberry and cho- chocolate, but banana shakes. <laughs> mix in some some flavor crystals into the shakes. Mix them up. Mix them no, up. No, you got to mix in the mix time crystals. Mix them up crystals. with a friend. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, you probably what the hell meant was Parkinson's. It that somebody thinks they found time crystals in. Oh, right, it was the uh, those dumbass fucking crystal growing kits for kids. Time crystals in the crystal kits? Yeah, they think that they um, actually found the signature of a time crystal formation inside the dumbass little crystals. Multiple people or singular human? Singularitarians. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice one, John. Um, well, okay, so what is that? Oh, I know, I realize we're jumping all over the place now, but what does that mean? Well, because of the time crystals. I can go crystals. way faster and way <laughs> worse. You're right. It is because of the time crystals. So when... Let's start with, what is a time crystal? Um, well, what if you formed a crystal in, like, space-time? Made basically, of space-time? If I recall, it basically sort of changes its shape over time. So they had originally thought that you needed, like, a lot of impurities in crystals to sort of, like, form these bizarre um, shapes. In other words, basic crystalline shapes is, you know, like, just cubes, essentially, aligned, or st- that kind of thing. And that's been known for, you know, millennia, or not millennia, hundreds of years. Um, but this new shit is totally whack. And yeah, they think they found them in something incredibly common and boring, um, which would make them a bit more common in a way than they had originally anticipated. But for the time being, there's not necessarily too many uses for them. Then wh- why we'll are see. they called time crystals? Like what effect do they have on time or what? effect does no time effect. have on the crystal that's the, that's the totally unfun part about it is that they have no time control capacities whatsoever they just happen to move over the course of time so i i don't know that i've ever seen a crystal that wasn't built in space time right right but they stay the same yep 
Oh, so you're saying these change or they legitimately move? Wait, like you, you could set you it somewhere. You put them in the and... windowsill and they grow. Of course they're changing. What what are, what am I missing well, here? Those aren't changing. They're just adding two. Okay, so these time move I look up time crystals, like, do I know Are you sure that here? maybe maybe <laughs> we shouldn't shifting. be redefining what crystal means? I have a nosebleed. Or like calling them something oh. <laughs> other than crystals. Wouldn't that be Indeed. more appropriate than calling them time crystals? I do feel like time crystals is particularly sensationalism or yeah. sensationalistic rather in this case. Yeah. Of course, as is all headlines. Interesting. Click here to find out more. So let's get back to this lightning then, the lightning in the brain implants. Yeah. A woman's <laughs> like uh, apartment basically got fried and as a result, the inherent EMP <laughs> basically from that caused her implant to actually just shut off. Oh, no. Now, what if she went to a Tampa Bay Lightning game? Yeah, that would probably be inherently bad, but, you know, that's probably far enough away that it wouldn't have actually caused a problem. I'm assuming that the giant electromagnetic display there with all the lightning bits everywhere is probably really, really well contained um, with plenty of um, basically lightning rods around to make sure that they don't wind up going into the crowd or doing anything crazy. I mean, a stadium is made up of a shit metal. That kind of lightning wouldn't hurt you if it if it got you. Oh yeah, but I mean that really depends. A van like if they were the ball ones and they were Van de Graaff generators, they could totally kill somebody. Mm. Yeah, these are they almost look like like discs, like half. They were discs. Disc? Like oh Christ, and those actually were Teslas. Yeah, yeah, no, the Teslas could definitely kill you. Yeah, they're they're real Tesla coils. Um. But I see I am I'm just now learning that there are these brain implants. <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing of that. Like I I've heard of things needing to be done with the brain and like plates being put in, but for things to be actually implanted into the brain to help with depression and things like that, that is all news to me. So now I'm like Yeah. Yeah, no, they've been around for a while too. Like, I mean, at least the last decade. As I understand it, the depression ones, they basically, they'll they'll sort of like lightly electrocute the part of your brain that's causing the depression and sort of massage it away. Okay. Right? Is that how it works? So it doesn't do the serotonin uh, where it like makes that produce? Yeah, it's not chemical. It's sort of more of a electromagnetic pacemaker. Okay. It, uh, I guess you could say, starts setting a, a good pace and rhythm to it. Um and it's just, it's funny because, like, when you start getting this kind of low-level control, you can use it to, you know, keep people from shaking all over the place. Or, you know, they found then that, oh, well, if we do this deep stimulation, then we can actually have people, you know, they're reporting lower levels of depression and all these other stuff. But uh, obviously that requires, you know, you to get a deep what internal What about people with seizures? Like, if we right, can do exactly. that. And it also can be used to help um basically stabilize seizures possibly before they happen essentially suppressing them so i mean there's just that's an entire new realm of medical um intrigue basically that's been going on and obviously um you know if you want to push it to the logical extremes you have shit like neural lace um that you know they're looking into basically the idea that you'd be able to unravel um a mesh-like covering over the entire surface of the brain and, you know, what would that allow you to do? Would it allow you to get good computer c- human interaction? You know, would it just give you more data? Like, I mean, just what couldn't you do with that, right? Right. 
Full dive VR. Mm. Well, yeah, and, and the more that the medical industry starts to streamline the process for these cybernetic implants, the more that cybernetic implants have possibilities of becoming consumer grade for, you know, uh, casual augmentation of the human experience. But then you go back to the risk of a tactical nuke being detonated in the atmosphere. Right. So your bodily functions ideally should not rely, rely on, on anything that's capable of being taken out by lightning strikes or thermonuclear war in the air. I just want those one of those backup stacks for the back of my skull like they have in Altered Carbon. So if anything happens to me, they can just pull that out and put me in a new body. That'd be sick. Which, if you haven't seen Altered Carbon, you're fucking up and you need to do that. Well, All I that shit, I'm just Altered like, Carbon? you mean Ghost in the Shell? You mean, like, <laughs> any of these things? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Altered Carbon is just the newest one, and it's great. I feel like it's the mainstream one. I mean, there's <gasps> practically nothing that they didn't wind up doing in standalone complex one or two. But it's newer than those. That's what I'm saying. It is. But the ideas aren't. Everything mm-hmm. is a remix of something else. Yeah. Boar's got mm. a retort for anything you say, John. It's true. No, it's false. <laughs> God damn it, Boar. <laughs> God damn you, John. <laughs> Meanwhile, Amazon's also quietly scanning 3D bodies in the New York City area. Human bodies. Human cadavers. I'm just joking. No, it's actual living uh, people. Oh. <laughs> so okay, you saying for, for what purpose? You're like with them. I can't tell if you're lying or not. Like Amazon's no. got a digital version of my junk. Is that what you're saying? Why are they doing this? What is because the they want to get this? into clothing now? Whether or not they're really going to jump for what you would imagine, which is oh, I can go in and get a 3D scan of my body, and then they'll tell me if these pants going to fit. The uh, other thing is, is even if they didn't get that level of data, they could probably do shit tons just getting real body data scans, learning, you know, letting the neural nets basically tear into a asinine amount of data on actual real human bodies and how they fluctuate over time, building up that inherent knowledge within their networks. And then, you know, using that and pulling that in with all the other data that they wind up having, like, um, user happiness with purchases and all that kind of stuff and the actual specs on the individual clothings and being able to compare that to their idea of how humans shift over time of what kind of proportions humans have, etc. And so I'm imagining that that's sort of their short-term goal is getting like a recommendation engine coming in there before they even actually really have access to 3D scan data of an individual person. But I mean, they already have it where if you're looking, the person who's shopping for themselves sh- typically knows their size and information obviously sometimes you know are you i I mean for the most part you can you can tell it like oh i am looking for this size shoe or these size pants or this size shirt why would they go through so much trouble to scan human bodies to make that a thing where you could just set your preferences like oh well i'm shopping for a size six like is size six that winds up being the inherent problem. Like the sizes are inherently imperfect. They mm-hmm. are the ideal of a average of data probably taken from, if it's like anything else, like the 1950s. And then that was just set in the stone. But the reality of it is, is what if, you know, everybody happened to be six inches taller than they used to be, but with the same circumference, unless you're talking about like 
really, really, really immaculate tailoring measurements, then what is your body? You know, I mean, like, God, look at bras. Like what a train wreck. If you wind up having anything close to asymmetry, then you would need an individual cup size for one, an individual cup size for the other. You would need a better fucking engineering system than the one they have right now, preferably almost like squid beaks, which basically go from the hardness of nearly a diamond to something soft on the other side. Like you need actual real structural engineering, like bridge design, practically integrated did with you like say squid beaks? He did say squid beaks. Yes, I beaks. did say squid beaks, and, and yes, I'm, it is relevant. I know I sound like I'm a crazy, but seriously, look it up. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm, and I'm nodding, and I'm thinking this is this is my favorite part of when John goes off the rails. Boom, squid beaks. <laughs> I don't know about the squid beaks, but everything else is accurate to like experiences i have shopping specifically for bras as you were talking about like i so all right so amazon by they're gonna come out with these clothes and bras and things that could fit lopsided boobs and stuff is that what you're saying like that's what they're what trying i'm to saying do? is is that they're gonna have to upload them all your nudes because i mean and- i'll give them my money but <laughs> Their recommendation engine would probably be a little better. If you want to actually get custom-made bras, there are actually various services that will do that for a little bit of a premium, but I understand right. they're probably of reasonable no, quality. I, yeah. But, yeah, no, they're I mean, not, they're not using like, squid beak material, though, so please do keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. They, they don't have crazy metamaterials or squid beak design stuff. Maybe, maybe in a couple of decades we'll get there. But, I mean, seriously, squid beaks, they are absolutely, <laughs> like diamond hardness at the absolute <laughs> tip and then they transition to soft squishy squid bit so you have something going from a perfectly soft squishy material to something that's really 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 hard and i mean you know dealing with basically supporting breasts especially if you're going to do something crazy like running or anything like that like incredibly physical activities is kind of bizarrely difficult all things considered this is perfect. So, I picked yes. exactly the right time to get boobs. I'm going to get boobs in an era where I can have squid beak meta material cushion my lopsided flesh. You're so lucky. <laughs> well, and that's the whole thing, though. Unless you happen to be so fucking lucky that you have almost damn perfectly symmetrical and not too large breasts, because then, you know, you're going to have the back pain anyway, right? Like, yeah, no, it's going to be a problem. So the point getting back to Amazon is basically that I imagine that their ultimate goal Amazon's would be how cut to- off one breast so they can shoot bows and arrows better. It all comes full circle. <laughs> right? And, and then what you do they use at the tip of their arrows? You only have squid, squid beaks. Wounds. Yes, we did it. <laughs> So their ultimate goal probably is being able to have access to full 3D modeling or something like that. But, you know, you could also imagine like, in other words, this is a data set to them. And what you do with the data set all has to do with all of the other data that you already have access to. So if they started getting stuff like, you know, you could just take a picture of yourself or, you know, tie into sort of like iPhone X quality uh, or I guess actually the iPhone 8 also has, but the, the augmented reality sort of like depth of field cameras. Um, to take those like when you're wearing clothing anyway, and then they can actually just automatically deduce your real size, whether you're wearing clothing or not, and then strategically figure out which clothes are probably going to fit you better and suggest sizes because, you know, skinny fit jeans. Are they too fucking skinny for my body? I don't know. Um, it's sort of like American apparel shirts. You always have to do a size up because they're freaking tiny. Yep. Like that kind of stuff. 
So that's so, basically like their ultimate goal. They sort of probably have a short term goal of. That I'm sure kind their of stuff, ultimate like goal is a lot. It's a lot more than huh? that. But the short term goal, yes, yeah, is, is to is to um, okay. uh, have have better metrics on the human form and to diminish returns. Probably. I don't know. I don't know yep. how I feel about this future where there's never too much booty in the pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. You, well, there's, mean, a, there's a there slider be, bar. Just, you, you know. Yeah, you, you choose on the slider how much booty you want. In the pants. In the pants, yeah. Like, how much of a crease do you want? Ah. You know? Well, and with metamaterials, maybe you could really get that crease defined. Yeah. yeah. We need full crease definition. I'm talking (laughs) about, like, Rob Liefeld. You, you, like, I know that they're telling my eyes. The the coloration of this is telling me that these are pants, but I'm seeing each individual butt cheek. How? Yes, please. While while we're talking about squids and stuff, maybe they could use cuttlefish material to change the colors dynamically based on your mood exactly well, I mean, to be fair that that's not too far off from that entire um scam that happened with the um the stingray leather shoes yeah that's true I that's just really and i mean how plausible was now. that right <laughs> i believed it you believed it we all believed it yeah because i mean it was like i don't know much about that specific part of genetic engineering but i know that that's something that will be possible I don't you know, really know what assuming you're that right those now. are colors that are capable of being made in the human or rather in the natural world. You don't recall the uh, the massive stingray leather shoe hoax that no. happened a couple of years ago? No, no. God, it sounds like such a made up thing when you say it. But I mean, that actually I, happened. Yeah, no, it did actually happen. So there was there was this it was this thought experiment that. Um, yeah, whatever. Right. Oh, gosh, it was it was so complicated. I don't even know why the fuck they did it. Um, it appeared to be a startup in which they genetically engineered stingrays to um to to have different colors and patterns and you could actually They basically and, and, claimed that they had unlocked the genes for that that they had discovered how to get these stingrays to actually express different patterns on the surface of their skin and it was which presented sounds in like such a way great it, yeah but it was presented in such a way so that it seemed completely real and and they're like, yeah, these are really they're they're very expensive, understandably so. But you can choose the pattern you want, and you can these are like stingray leather. They had is a like real a thing. fake TED Talk lecture of like the guy talking about like the innovation. And my grandfather, you know, worked with stingray leather, and here we are coming out with this like new technology and, and the really some- really good sturdy shoes. Everything seemed completely fucking legit, and it was and all we, we fake. Could- yeah, we couldn't punch holes in it, but then things got really weird when... To what end? Was it just for for well, laughs? Well, We're still going for... Just wait, it oh. gets worse. <laughs> so then there were protests um, because you're genetically engineering these animals specifically to kill them and turn them into shoes. Yeah. Were they then, real protests or fake? I don't even know. We're not sure. They may have been both. And so then, uh, then a group broke into their laboratory and released the stingrays into the wild starting a huge series of questions about like oh my god these things these genetically engineered patterns that were for people's shoes are now going to be outbreeding with actual stingrays there's no way to track them what do we do they had this big apology thing like 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 you know like we were look we we're broken into we lost a bunch of money on this but like we really we really are very sensitive to the environmental needs we'll do everything within our power to get and the then a back. couple weeks later there was allegedly scuba divers in the area that actually spotted one in the wild and this was all done perfectly i mean we couldn't john and i were both wa- watching this stuff we, we talked about a nerdy show i think we couldn't punch holes in it like it seemed crazy but we couldn't we couldn't say definitively this is not true it was too well done and, and consider then, 2018 ladies and gentlemen 2018 what is real anymore i don't know 
and this was yeah. like this was like 2014 or something yeah so like a while back <laughs> and how did i never hear about any of this <laughs> is what i'm confused about i mean clearly i live under In a rock but <laughs> wow I don't have those. Yeah. So then, and then, then the guy, the guy who was, who was like, ah, oh, my grandfather, he he caught stingrays in his like village in in Asia, and now I'm a genetic engineer. That that guy was like, yep, it was a big hoax. We just wanted to see if you'd believe us, and you did. So that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Get ready for genetic engineering because if you think this is bad, it's just what's going to happen in a couple of decades anyway. Like every single day. <sighs> yeah. Sweet. We'll link to what we can on this episode's page, but that that's a wild ride that um that was interest an interesting thing to live through over the wow. period of I don't know, it was like a year. Well, if it's not too far off the subject, just because it kind of reminds me of it a little bit, is this whole flat earthers thing? <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. no. Hey, and I don't want to offend anybody who's future. listening people are here. Still who, dumb. No, I just I all right, here's the thing. I want to offend thing. somebody. Do people legitimately are there it seems like there are real people who 110% believe that there's flat earth or is it just one of those things that they are saying just to be a troll, but then they'll never admit to it because it's never come out that, Oh no, this doesn't actually exist. People don't really believe it. It's just a troll. Or are there people who believe it just like there are religions? Um, like I don't understand it. Th- it's an interesting Consider the fact that there are people that do not believe in global warming, despite the entire consensus of the scientific community <laughs> and- Years and all of mass records. shootings are, are false flag operations with crisis actors. Those people, the people who believe this, they're real. There's uh, someone, friend of a friend encountered somebody the other day who said, who you know, literally I think said I, that. I, I, I think that some of the shootings are real. <gasps> like, like, in all seriousness, a person said this, like, you know, like, like two people removed from me. You know, this is a real thing that people, <sighs> people believe. That, that some of these things might not be happening, that it might be a part of government thought control, that these pe- that people aren't actually dying. And f- fuck all of you, quite frankly. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I won't discount the possibility of uh, all kinds of subterfuge on that scale, but not like that. Not these things like, God, you know, like just denouncing the deaths of individuals. And especially right. because because some people who feel very empowered by this, they want believing these things makes you special. And if you're special, you have the entertainment of having a personal drama at all times. Right. So you have the drama of believing in flat earth and the whole world is wrong, but you're right. Exactly. It's gratifying to a part of the human psyche. That's a very but ugly part of the human really psyche. But do they really believe it though? They do really believe it. Yes. Wow. And there was a time well, where... It was just a cute novelty. Thomas right. Dolby used to have these little like flat earth lectures in front of his concerts because it was kitschy, but he wouldn't do that anymore. And it's fine to throw out ideas like that and just to be open minded about things and just to throw something out there to just make people think, you know, or to even like be like, OK, well, it doesn't really matter if the earth is round or flat, you know, because at the end of the day, we're just going to be living through our lives and this is what it is. But like to actually but Put effort so, something that's that easy to disprove, though, like that—that's the ridiculous. That's part. oh, yeah, but it, can you though? Can you? Have you seen it? <laughs> it wouldn't it would not uh. be that difficult? <laughs> <laughs> Tie a GoPro to a, a balloon and boom. Yeah, that's a fisheye lens. Can't <laughs> yeah, prove it. Yeah, uh, lens is like a fisheye. Goodness, stolen from nature, stolen or, from God's green earth. Or you can you know build a rocket and shoot yourself up there. That's right. <laughs> and hey. Good on you, pal. Good on you. See you later. I mean, I am impressed inherently from that, just in general. But like, 
And of course, the other problem with all this, though, is is that you know, once again, it is only 2018, and there are people that actively believe this stuff. And what was it that Waffle House shooter was related to the? What was that called? Anyway, I was reading an article about that group, and it sounded like they... I won't give their name out, because, you know, that would empower them. Because speaking the name gives them strength. You're not wrong. And uh, my joke there, actually, isn't too far off, because I was reading this article, and I was like, man, this is all, like, classic medieval magical thinking. And then the article goes, if this sounds like magical thinking, that's because it is. I was like, wow, article, we're on, like, the save Wayne Lake. (laughs) Can you define like the that whole for thing? It's like a talisman. Like if you sign, if you got yourself a driver's license, then you're signing up with the fake illegal imposter government. Come out to take your shit. You're enslaved, slave, etc. Across now, everything. What does that have like, to do with magic? Because it has to do with basically they had come up with ways of sort of creating warding magics, so to speak. They wouldn't say that it was warding magic, but ultimately they decided that if they signed their name and then wrote all rights reserved next to it, that it somehow protected them from becoming enslaved by <laughs> a shadow government. I oh, see. like those posts on Facebook where if you copy and paste them, then Facebook can't have any rights to your data. Yeah, right. that kind of stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. You don't know if it's actually true or not, but it sounds like maybe it might be a thing. And so thus it is, even though it isn't. Right. Huh. Hmm. So the issue, though, winds up being is, though, is you have Adobe, who now has the ability to take anybody speaking and reanalyze the voice and then make it so that they're saying anything else. So at this point, and the whole point here is, is basically you can falsify anything. But because you can falsify anything, that also means that anything that actually happens could also have been falsified. So you don't know the difference between real and fiction at all. In other words, by the ability of creating a fiction, you also devalue all of actual reality as illegitimate or possibly illegitimate. And that is why we have to protect ourselves from the reptilian menace. Now, remember, if you go to scalewatchers.gov.org, you gotta get, you're gonna find your RFID's nuts, uh, chrome truck nuts, uh, the completely impenetrable to reptilian scanning devices that are only 1995. Ain't nobody gonna penetrate my nuts. No one's gonna penetrate your nuts with them reptilian scanner devices. And also, we got, uh, we got vitamins on sale for Cyber Tuesday. And, uh,. <laughs> And on a more practical note, we have, uh, you know, them silver and uh, black makeup so you can draw them pixels on your faces to hide against these security cameras. That's right. Uh, You're going to get cute. And if they scan you, then they just get a QR code uh, image of uh, of my own A big old fuck you on the internet. (laughs) Yep. Can I get this tattooed on my head? We've got... got Even better! (laughs) We've got to announce the new amphibian vitamins, specifically... That you can feed to all of your frogs to prevent them from being turned gay by chemicals. Yeah, we want you don't want them, none of them chemtrail frogs. Amphibian being vitamins. You, you need to have them. Them frogs need to have uh, heterosexual intercourse <laughs> <laughs> between once to another betwixt their froggy little legs, uh, which is good eating. <laughs> believe me, you and uh, but that needs to be a no no. No two, no two froggy wangs shall touch another. That is uh, Ezekiel chapter thirteen, verse four. Mm-hmm. Order now, vitamins, very affordable. On you can Amazon, feed them to many frogs. Yeah, they come and fly uh, larvae 
and uh, crab flavor. So, uh, so buy them up. Crab flavor is my favorite. I know it's for the frogs, but I try to. You eating the frog vitamins? Yeah. I, I have it on good authority that if you eat the the anti-gay frog vitamins, that it in fact tur- turns a human being into a gay. Oh. Well, that explains a lot. But <laughs> uh, fortunately, those process can be uh, reversed by uh, uh, certain certain methodologies. Uh, only five ninety five for the brochure. Thank you kindly. God bless. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Nerdy Show. It's been a true pleasure to entertain you, and I look forward to doing it again next week. Adios. Sayonara. Cinco de Mayo? Wait, what? I don't know what we're doing. Aru? We're saying goodbye in different languages. I don't know. Oh, goodbye, goodbye in different say- languages. <laughs> Nikki, that sounds like the the giggle at the beginning of the Duran Duran song, Rio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.